Now we can get ready to jump into the word of the Lord. I'm getting a little, so if you could just try and kill that, Jason, it it is a little distracting just for me. Um, I want to invite you to stand for the reading of the word of the Lord and open up your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I'll turn on my timer for your sake. I haven't preached in a long while, so it's good get, getting, getting back into the swing of things. Thank you for everyone. Hasn't every message been powerful and incredible and spirit-led? Like, it's just been so good to be able to sit back and, and listen to others. And then yesterday, I was like, oh, well, now it's my time. I have to, you know, share. So, you know, thank you, everyone, for, for seeking the Lord and, and, and all, our, all of our leaders that were able to share. Uh, during this time. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 3, verse 10. And uh, it says this, According to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation, and someone else is building upon it. Let each one take care how he builds upon it. For no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become manifest, for the day will disclose it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. Verse 14, if the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he or she will receive a reward. May the blessing of the Lord be upon the reading and studying of his word. Heavenly Father, as Jerry mentioned, God, we we could not learn about you without you. So we ask that Holy Spirit would be present, highlighting things for us. God, I pray that you would speak a word to each and every one of us from your word, specific to our situations, God. I don't know how you do it, but you do it all the time. Give us a specific word this morning, a word that you want us to be strengthened by, encouraged by, built up by, um, exhorted by, uh, and, and really spurred on towards love and good works by. As always, may the meditation of our hearts and the words of our lips be pleasing in your sight, O Lord. Amen. You may have a seat this morning. Oh, man. Well... Um, I'm excited to start a new series this morning. Let me hear you say new. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about this new series because I've, I've, I've heard from the Lord. And during this time, as we've been <laughs> going through so many things, emotions, as you can think, you know, uh, you know, I've been studying. I'll be, God willing, I'll be getting a full-time job here soon. Uh, so pray for your pastor. But, but uh, yeah, yeah. Pray that I land in the right position at the right place. And the reason that I'm doing that is because I do want to serve you long term. And, and I, I, I just feel called by the Lord to that. So I'll be, I'll be doing data analytics. So lots of numbers, lots of stories, lots of pictures, lots of good things. And AI cannot take that job from me. So I am not afraid at all. Um, but anyways, we've been going through a lot of upheaval. We've been going through a lot of changes. We've been going through a lot of 
feeling differently, you know, in, in, in different aspects and different areas of our lives. And so to be able to hear from the Lord was a good thing for me. It was encouraging because one of the words that someone gave me at our city celebration was that I would get clear words. I would get clear vision. I would hear from the Lord, you know, moving forward. And so as, as I was thinking about, you know, all of that and meditating on it, the Lord led me to, to this having eternity in mind. So much of life, it's easy for us to get short-sighted. It's easy for us as human beings to forget that this life is nothing but a blip in comparison to eternity. It, it's, it's a vapor. You know, Skillet had a song they used to say, I, I'm a beep, I'm a vapor, I'm just a blinking light. And I, I liked when they used to sing silly songs that were biblically based. And, and uh, it, it, it really, like, like we are nothing but a vapor. And so what are we preparing for? We're preparing for eternity. So as Christians, it's important for us to keep eternity in mind. So in this series, we're going to focus on, on eternal things. We're going to focus on what's important. And as we know, if you've ever <laughs> gone to a Keller Williams meeting, what you focus on expands. And so we're going to be able to focus on these eternal things. And this morning, we're focusing on one in particular, my reward. Let me say reward. Reward. What comes to mind when you think of the word reward? What comes to mind? Maybe, maybe some of you, your mind goes to Crime Stoppers, right? And, and if you've got any information on someone, like you, you lead, give them a tip and it leads to arrest or a conviction, you will receive it. A reward. Maybe some of you think about, like my, my boy, he's got these eagle bucks at, at school where he earns eagle bucks when he does a good thing. When he does a polite thing, teachers will be like, hey, here's an eagle buck. And if you get so many eagle bucks this week, he bought a, a, a soccer ball that you can spin like that. And I'm like, that's your reward, right? Like, incredible. So you might think of like a lost pet, and, and it's like reward if you find little fluffy or little fluffer, right? Um, some of you might be thinking about a goal at work. If I sell this much, then we'll get this reward. If I get this, these many clients, if my satisfaction score is this high, then I'll get you know, a reward, a, a bonus, or a raise. Some of you might be thinking of school fundraisers. I remember when we used to do school fundraisers selling boxes of chocolate or whatever, it was so annoying because you'd work so hard. It was so hard for me to do that, right? And you have all these other kids that are like getting bikes and like video game systems, and I get like a, an eyeball that sticks to the wall. <laughs> Oh, now it's dirty. Now it's not going to walk. Now it's not going to work anymore. When, when you think of reward, I, I want to define reward. It's a reward is a thing given in recognition of one's service, effort, or achievement. As a verb, it's to reward. It's, it's to recompense or to repay. So as I'm thinking about reward, like, like I, I'm, I'm searching the Lord for all these things. And it led me to a question, like, like, does what come to mind change for you? What comes to mind change for you when you think of your eternal reward? Or is it along 
similar lines? Are you, are you thinking that he's, he's gone to prepare a place for me and that's what I'm working for? What comes to mind when you think about your reward? Because if you're a Christian, you will receive your reward in heaven. What kinds of things are our rewards? I, I, I think of eternal life. I think of salvation. But I also think of life abundantly. Jesus said he came to give us that right here, right now. Jesus preparing a place for us. He tells us, I'm going to prepare a place for you. I want that place to be big. I want it to be beautiful. (laughs) I want to be able to invite you guys over. I'm going to go to yours and it's like, man, it's really nice in here. (laughs) What else? Jewels. Being with him in his presence. Perfect joy, perfect peace. We've got crown of life, a crown of righteousness, a crown of glory. It, it's easy for us to think about the future aspect of our reward. But what's harder, and yet what we should be doing, is focusing on the present aspect of our reward. We should be having eternity in mind as we live and move and have our being in Him. He's the reason we do what we do. And if He's the reason we do what we do, we'll be working for our rewards. Working to be able to enjoy them. This life is nothing but training grounds getting ready for eternity with Him. Amen. It's of the utmost importance. Let's go to Revelation chapter 22. I want you to just understand how important it is is for us to think about our reward and to live accordingly in this life. Revelation 22 verse 10. And he said to me, do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is near. Let the evildoers still do evil, and the filthy still be filthy, and the righteous still do right, and the holy still be holy. Behold, I am coming soon, bringing my recompense. Let me hear you say reward. Bringing my recompense with me to repay. Let me hear you say reward. To repay each one for what he has done. I am the Alpha, as if he has to qualify who he is. I am the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. This is the one that is saying he is coming quickly with a reward. He's saying if they're filthy, let them keep on in their filth. But if they're holy, if they're righteous, let them continue in righteousness. Why should we have our reward in mind So that we can do righteousness. So that we can see that that temptation is not worth it. It's not going to lead to joy. It's not going to lead to perfect peace. But if we focus on him and his reward, yes, it will be worth it. We can resist temptation and say, no, like that's, I'm not 17 years old anymore. You can't, you know, tempt me with that. I don't know what. My YouTube algorithm thinks, but it keeps sending me these ads to chat with other 60-year-olds that aren't busy. And I'm like, what? What's going on here? I'm like, this, 
This temptation is for someone else. This isn't, this isn't for me. Well, we can get to a point in our Christian walks where even the thing that you've struggled with recently will become just as abhorrent, just as irrelevant as that. When we focus on what's most important. Here, in, in, in this verse, verse 12, the, the word that is used is the word mistos. And it's a recompense, it's a reward, it's, it's the same word that we saw in 1 Corinthians 3. This word can be used as one, dues paid for work, wages are higher, and number two, a reward. Here in Revelation, it's used as both. And Jesus, the first and the last, the creator of heaven and earth, the way, the truth, and the life is telling us I'm coming and I'm bringing my recompense with me. If you did evil, you're going to get evil. If you did righteousness, you're going to get righteousness. This is why it's important for us to keep our reward in mind. Let's go back to 1 Corinthians 3. Um, really, as an aside here, I, I don't know if you could see, but I've got these special things that I use to mark my place. And so Ethan sees this. And Ethan got recently, he's, he's obsessed with reading his Bible, and he got a post-it note. And so he's going through Genesis, right? And, and he's got his post-it note in there. And then he pulled it off so fast and so hard that it tore the page and he just his heart is broken and I'm like oh boo like as he pulled it off I realized oh he's trying to <laughs> he's trying to do this because he sees this all the time and I said boy I use I use special ones and I pull it off very carefully like uh, you know I'll, we'll tape this up and, and and I'll show you you know what what you can use but it was just so cool to see him get excited about the word of God <laughs> He's still got some edges we can sharpen up, but he's, he's got a good heart. In, in, in this verse, in, 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 in 1 Corinthians 3, verse 14, if the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. What this tells me is that the eternal work, when we work for eternity, that will survive. When we don't work, <laughs> that will survive. <laughs> that will work for eternity. But, but if we're working in filth, if we're working in unrighteousness, that's going to be tested and it will not survive into eternity. And the fact that they don't have that reward will be the reward that they receive. But not us. We'll receive a reward made of gold, made of silver that can last through the fire. Why? Because we've had eternity in mind and we've had our reward in mind. The word reward here is used in a, in a sense of, of the rewards that God bestows or will bestow. He'll give us these rewards. Oh man, it's, it's so good to think about it in this way. And to keep eternity in mind in this way and in this fashion. Let's go to Colossians. Colossians chapter 3. Paul gives us great advice. Colossians 3.18. 
Wives, submit to your husbands as it is fitting, fitting in the Lord. Husbands, go like that to your wife. But here we go, verse 19. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Wives, do that. No, I mean husbands. No, wait, who's, who's bumping who? Gosh, sorry, my boy walked in and it just took me. Bump them, bump them. Husbands, love your wives. Don't be harsh with them. In other words, don't be having a habit of being bitter. If they tell you to take out the trash, just take out the trash. Right? If they tell you to do, make that call to that person that only you can call because they need to fix something, they need to, then don't, don't, don't just get bitter. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> be like, yes, dear. I'll do it just because I love you so much, right? Don't have a habit of being bitter. Take your, you know, medicine. Take your vitamins. Don't eat that. That's not good for you. Like, all of these things are not intended to annoy us, but they're intended for blessing. Or like yesterday, are we going to watch football all day? <laughs> you're working. You're not even doing Like, it's okay. Don't become bitter. Verse 20. Children, Ethan, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Amen? That's good. That's a good word, right? Do it. Malachi, I'm looking at you. Here's the Sienna. Have fun, right? <laughs> Take all the kids to their destinations. Verse 21. Fathers. Do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. I don't want this guy to be in here this morning, but, but what, what Paul's really saying is he's saying, hey, don't nag as a habit to your kids. One of the things that I do is like, hey, don't walk there. Walk over here. Don't step on that. Don't touch that. Don't jump on there. Stop talking to that. You know, like, <laughs> stop talking to your sister, right? Like, like, and, and, and it can get to a point where you're nagging and nagging and nagging and they become discouraged. I do not want to put out that fire. And I don't think you want to either. Let's encourage them, not provoke them. 22, bond servants, obey in everything those who are your earthly masters. Not by way of eye service as people pleasers, in other words, to be seen, but with sincerity of heart, fearing the Lord. See, this is what it looks like to work for our reward. To work in the, the, the authority, the anointing, and to have our reward, our eternal reward in mind, is to have a sincere heart and fear the Lord. Verse 23, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. Whatever you're doing, if you're sending an email, do it as heartily into the Lord. No matter what the contents of that email are. Like you've, you've got to move forward. If you need to buy a car, if you need to take your car to be fixed, like if, if you need to you get a new roof, right? Like what, all of these things, you're not doing it to be seen. You're doing it out of a sincere heart. You're working it heartily as to the Lord. One of the big surprises for me is I, I'm, I'm not, I'm the opposite of a green thumb. 
In other words, if you give me a plant, it will die. If you give me a flower, it's going to die. It's like I touch it and it's like, right? But, but this year we focused on, hey, let's water, let's nurture, let's plant, let's, let's do these things. And I had these sunflowers that I planted. And this was like, you know, a Hail Mary, right? You remember when Russell was into the Hail Mary and they actually caught it? That's what this was. Like, like, I'm like, we'll see if something happens here. It was the excess. And those were the things that got the biggest. I was like, God, you're so funny. And here I am like watering these flowers, this flower bed next to Alice's fairy garden. I want it to look so pretty. And, and it took these forever. But the sunflowers were like, we're here, right? <laughs> and it was just good. So see, whatever you do, work it with your full heart is to the Lord. Even if it's not your special anointing, even if it's not your gifting, you can still prophesy. Even if it's not your gifting, you can still intercede, right? Even if it's not your necessary, like, like studying the word is your gifting, you can still study the word. Like no matter what, we believe in a priesthood of all believers. If we're working towards our reward, you can do all of that and more. You don't need someone else to help lead you in prayer. You can get in your car and lead the prayer yourself. Whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not for men. Verse 24, knowing that from the Lord, like he's saying this is how you should live. Knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. This is how we should live, knowing that we've got an inheritance. We've got a reward that we're working toward. Like, and, and it's not just like, hey, I want to have a beautiful mansion. It's not, you know, in heaven. Like, it, it's, it's we want to please him. We want to put a smile on his face. We want for when he looks at us to be pleased. We want the father, when he looks at us, to be pleased, not just because he sees his son. He does but because he sees what the Son is doing through us. He can see our works, and he can be like, oh, that's going to last. That's going to last. That's going to last. I'm going to test that by fire, and it's going to last, and he's going to enjoy it. I want to be like Scrooge McDuck, like diving into those gold coins and like spitting them out. Like, I want to have that kind of fun, man. But really, when we're eternal we keep eternity in mind we get to focus on that reward and we get to live in such a way that says we're focused on that let's go to second john second john verse six. Second john 1 6 and this is love that we walk according to his commandments. Because if we're focused on eternity, if we're focused on reward, that, that's what we'll focus on. This is the commandment, just as you have heard from the beginning, so that you, can walk, you should walk in it. Verse 7, For many deceivers have gone out into the world, those who do not confess the coming of Jesus Christ in the flesh. Such a one is the deceiver and the antichrist. There are also other kinds of deceivers. The devil is a liar and that's all he knows how to do. 
And so there's people lying to you. There's, there's messages that you see online. There's messages that you see on TV, and they're lying to you. They're telling you, don't focus on your reward. But if we would be listening to the Lord, we would be hearing, yes, just focus on your reward. So John continues in verse 8. This is how you should live. Watch yourselves so that you, let me hear you say me, may not lose what we have worked for, but may win a full reward. The heart of the Lord is not that we would lose anything, but that we would win our full reward. You've heard me say it time and time again. Jesus deserves to get everything he paid for. So let's give it to him. Let's not be standing in the way with our selfishness, bitterness, pride, and envy. Being haughty, thinking we know it all. We don't know it all. Let's keep walking humbly, fearing the Lord in sincerity. So that we wouldn't lose it but we would win a full, a full reward, the greater eternal reward in Christ's presence. That's what we're working for. That's what we're fighting for. That's what we're serving each other for. That's what we're encouraging each other and keep eternity in mind. That, that, that you know, mountain is really a molehill when you think about eternity and you keep eternity in mind. Mm. We've got a perfect ending here. Let, let's go to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 32. Hebrews 10, 32. It says, But recall the former days... When after you were enlightened, you endured a hard struggle with suffering. The author of Hebrews is saying, hey, remember, keep this in mind. <laughs> Some of us like to forget when we've struggled, right? <laughs> but, but, but the author of Hebrews is saying, hey, recall the former days after you were enlightened. And you thought it was going to be easy. It, it was going to be smooth sailing from here on out. Once you come to Jesus, why would it get harder? Yet you endured a hard struggle with sufferings. Why is that hard struggle with sufferings important to remember? Because it puts perspective. It brings perspective to our walks with God. And it helps us remember, hey, this, this isn't all that there is. We've got eternity that we're living for. We've got a reward that we're fighting for, working for, <laughs> wanting to build up so that it would survive after the testing of the Lord Jesus. Verse 33. Sometimes being publicly exposed to reproach and affliction and sometimes being partners with those so treated. This is like our online experience. <laughs> if you have friends who are just super atheists for whatever reason, you had the same upbringing as they did, you, they choose to be atheists, that's fine. 
But you post something, uh, you know, I, I don't believe in fairy tales. Right? They're strident about their atheism. <laughs> you can just post a, a picture of a lion and a lamb, a shepherd holding a lion and a lamb, and they're like, these are lies. <laughs> right? Science has disproven this. They can all of a sudden come at you just because they know what you believe. You can post a quote and they attack you not because they disagree with the quote. They really disagree with what you believe. These are kinds of struggles and, and reproach and, and affliction that we experience. And sometimes, unfortunately, we join in the piling on of someone else. Could be politically, could be other kinds of motivations where you're like, yes, this administration right? Let's look at verse 34. For you had compassion on those in prison and you joyfully accepted the plundering of your property since you knew that you yourselves had a better possession and an abiding one. Man. He's saying, recall this, that, that you had compassion on those in prison and joyfully accepted the plundering of your property because you knew that yourselves had a better possession and an abiding one. What does that sound like? Our reward. If someone came into my house went into my basement with a bat and started hitting my arcades, I wouldn't be like, no, that's okay. I've got a better possession. Right? I'd probably be devastated. What are you doing? Go play baseball outside. Go practice your golf swing outside. What are you doing? But Scripture is leading us to what's most important. Yeah, that car might, you might crash that truck that you love so much. But you've got a better position. You know, we, we move it to people. Yeah, you might not have that person in your life anymore. But now they've inherited a better position. And they want you to inherit that better position too. <laughs> Joyfully accepted the plundering of your property. It's good to keep eternity in mind. It's encouraging to keep eternity in mind. You might have lost that investment fully, but hey, guess what? You've got a better possession and an abiding one. That business partner might have left not just one knife in your back, but two or three, but you've got a better possession an abiding one. It's with you right now. So, so, so verse 35 tells us, this is why, therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward. What's the importance of having that confidence? Is that we live in such a way 
that says, hey, you can take away everything that I've got, but I've still got more important. I've got a better possession, an abiding one. This is the confidence that I have that I will see him one day. He's coming with his recompense. He's coming with his reward, and he's going to repay me with my reward. He's saying, don't throw away your confidence. It has a great reward. What does that tell me? That there is an option to throw away that confidence and to not live for the future, but to live for the now. We've got to get a bigger house. We've got to get you know, more cars. We've got to go to the best schools. We've got to get, get the best clothes. We've got to get the best shoes. We've got to get the, like, like all of these good things. We're not about those things because we've got a better possession. So he's saying, don't, don't, don't throw away your confidence. It has a great reward, so we should live like it. Verse 36, for you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. You have need for perseverance. You have need for endurance. You have need for patience to put things back into perspective. What matters most, the one thing that matters most is that you have done the will of God and you will receive what is promised. That's a good word. That helps us keep eternity in mind and our reward in mind. When we can focus on what matters, not this life. He's not saying be foolish about this life either. Scripture's not encouraging us to be foolish about this life, but it's, it's warning us, it's encouraging us to have the right perspective. And the right perspective is this. We are living and preparing for eternity. Don't throw away your confidence that you will receive a great reward. Man, this reward is the reward that he talked about in Revelation 22. Rewarding faithful servants and punishing evildoers. This morning I'm going to ask you a question that many churches might not ask because they'd rather not hurt anyone's feelings. They'd rather be sensitive I, I don't want to be seeker-sensitive. I want to be seeker-friendly. Because to be seeker-sensitive means you will compromise in one way, shape, or form. But to be seeker-friendly means, hey, I'm going to point you to who I know, and that's Christ. He's coming to reward faithful servants or evildoers. Which one are you? If you're listening online, he's coming to reward faithful servants or evildoers, which one are you? If you're an evildoer, I want to encourage you to give your life to Jesus, begin to walk with him, begin a relationship with him. We can pray that together and we can help you. It's not just a prayer, it's a way of life. He comes and he changes everything. He's the first and the last, Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end, and he changes us into a new creation to walk with him in joyful, loving relationship. And if you're a doer, a faithful doer of righteousness, I want to encourage you to continue to, to, to work towards that reward. 
But I want to encourage you to not throw away that confidence. You've got that confidence in you that you will receive a good reward in him. Let's work for what matters. Having eternity in mind will help us to please him in special ways. Because we'll prove to him that we're not about this life. We're about his life. We'll prove to him that we're not about things of this world. We're about things in the kingdom. Eternal things. Lasting things. Things that will last even when the fire of Jesus comes to test and to prove those things. That's what will remain. The things that are eternal when we work for temporal things, they won't last. But when we work for eternal things, they will last. So let's pray and ask the Lord to help us to keep eternity in mind and to help us not throw away the confidence that we have that we will receive a good reward. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Jesus, we love you. Holy Spirit, we come before you asking you to strengthen us and encourage us to focus on what matters and to keep eternity in mind. Lord, if there's anyone in this room or watching online that hasn't been following you fully, God, I pray that their hearts would be touched and they would follow you fully and begin a relationship with you and walk in relationship with you to have a transformation, a life change, to recognize that they were sinners that they, uh, and that you have washed them and cleansed them and made them new. There would be true repentance. God, if anyone is rededicating their lives to you, saying, I haven't been focusing on what matters, and I want to focus on what matters now, I pray that you would meet them too. For anyone who has been doing it to the best of their ability, God, I pray that they would not throw away that confidence that they're working in you faithfully and that the work that they have laid upon the foundation that you are Jesus that work would remain after the testing of fire it would be eternal help us to focus on what really matters and what's most important to you help us to live knowing that we will receive our reward in you help us to know that you are a rewarder of those who diligently seek you. And let it be sweet. Let it be out of sincere hearts. No, no uh, fear of man. No eye pleasing. But sincerely following you, O oh Lord. We thank you for all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I'd love to say a blessing over you if I may. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you. And may you and I go forth with eternity in mind. Amen. God bless you. We love you.